Shalom, hi everybody, and we are in portion of Bo. So lucky to arrive to portion of Bo, as we all know what happened in Bo, the most important thing. I mean, not the most, one of the most important thing. We're leaving Egypt. That's it. That's why this week people are going to start feeling like, wow, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm getting out of the chaos that was holding us in this cage for too long. You're going to feel it. You're going to feel it this week. You're going to feel it at the end of this week. Yes, hopefully next week, Parasha. We're getting into the Yam Suf. We're getting into the Red Sea, getting out of Egypt. Unbelievable. But Bo is the actual coming out of slavery. This is happening this week, Parasha. The story about this Parasha, there's a few things happening. First is the last three plagues take a place. We know last week we had seven plagues, and this week three. Of course, it's corresponding to the Sfirot, Zayin Tachtorot, the lower seven. It's corresponding to last week. And the upper three Sfirot, Ketachuch Mabina, is this week. So what, we, what does that mean, Ketachuch Mabina? It means that we are basically conquered the head of all negativity been captured, been captured by the holiness and being removed. Pharaoh is just a representative as a human being on this planet as the representative of Keter, of Chokhmah, of Bina, of the upper three Sfirot, of negativity, so we can remove it. Because Sfirot can be positive, Sfirot can be negative. There's two systems, and they're parallel to each other. The system of unholy or uh, impure system or the pure system. The pure system has Sfirot, the same name, and the impure system has Sfirot, same name, but it belongs to the impure system. So, the portion begins, Come to Pharaoh. Come to Pharaoh. Because I make his heart heavy. I read in something in Normally Melech, and I came up with my own commentary of that. So, you may like it. The normally Melech ask a question. Rabbi Lemelech just, why God keeps sending Moses to Pharaoh, and in the same time God said that He make His heart harden, or He make him stubborn not to listen? There is a question about it, because why would you send a person to do something, and while you're sending them, you're telling them it's impossible? You can send it the messenger, don't tell them it's impossible and let them deal with it when it's impossible to come back to you as God. Say, hey, God, it seems impossible. Why do you have to prepare Moses that it is impossible while you're sending him? I think it's a great question. Is it not unmotivated, the person? So it reminds me of the story that I heard from my dear friend, may he rest in peace, Shimon. The story go about the person who was asking from God more help God said, listen, I'll make a deal with you. I'll get you anything you want. All what you got to do, I'm going to put a rock in the end of town, huge rock, the size of your house, and you have to push that rock. Is it a deal? The person say, yeah, it's a deal. And whatever this person has, money, fame, whatever he wants, it's happening overnight. He doesn't forget his promise. He's going to start pushing the rock and pushing he packed lunch, dinner, breakfast, and he's sleeping there. And in the morning, he pushed the rock. Doesn't move. Try it for 10 days. After 10 days, he gets tired. The rock is not moving. What he does, he go there and he push three hours a day. In the morning, one hour. Afternoon and evening, another hour. 
Nothing happened. Then he just do, go there for the connection, meaning he just touched the rock in the morning. He touched the rock at night. Good. Life continued after six months. He buy a house next to the rock and he just opened the window to look at the rock. After that time, he doesn't even open the window to look at the rock. At that time, the voice of God. So what happened to our deal? With a nice handshake. You receive everything you want, you have to push the rock. Say, dear God, I keep pushing, but it's not moving. And God answered to the gentleman, I didn't ask you to move the rock. I asked you to push it. Meaning what? Moses is going on a mission from God. God is telling them, this guy will not listen to you. This guy will not let your people go. You still need to go with excitement. You still need to go like as if. He will. Can you do that? Can we do that? What an opportunity here. Say Rabbi Elimelech. And again, he doesn't say it exactly in these words. When you go and help a person, are you expecting a result? We do. You help someone to stop drugs, using drugs. And they continue. Are you continue to help? <laughs> Pharaoh represents, according to the homily Melech, a person who's refused to change. A lot of us not helping people the right way, we're giving up. We're giving up because we don't see result. We're giving up because we don't see result for ourselves. Even if you want the result for them, whatever your husband, your wife are doing terrible, and you back off. You don't have the spirit of Moses. We all have to carry the spirit of Moses this week and look around us. Who is around us is not closer to the light of the creator. Who is around us is not spiritual. Who is around us is not doing what he meant to be doing in their life. And we know we can help them. But they don't want to listen. What is he saying? God purposely make this criminal not listening to you. So you can grow. It's not for them. It's for you to practice giving. It's for you to practice generosity. It's for you to practice keep going. That's why I love so much what Noam Elimelech say about this opening of the parasha. So we need this week. You're all getting out of Egypt. You're all getting out of something. I'm sure you're going to find what you're getting out of. Maybe you're going to get the vaccine this week. And I hope you will. And I hope you ask for it. And I hope you desire it. I know there is a lot of rumors out there. I'm not sure. That's good. If all of us, as one group, doing mistake, it's better than all of us as separate doing the right thing. I hope you got me. Now, let's continue. Going back to Baal Paro. Come to Pharaoh. Should say go to Pharaoh, the right pronunciation or the right choice of words should be go to Pharaoh, not come to Pharaoh. What do you mean come to Pharaoh? Come to me. When I'm, I'm the object, I say, come to me. I'm not saying, go to me. I cannot say, go to me. Come to me. So what does that mean, Bo El Paro? For that reason, I need to open the Zohar. And in the Zohar, there is an old explanation. The Zohar said, Come to Pharaoh. Rabbi Yudha Patak Lamar. 
כמה צריכים בני אדם ללכת בדרכי הקדוש ברוך הוא? People has to walk on a spiritual journey. לשמור מצוות התורה, to observe the מצוות coming from the Torah, כדי שיזכו על ידה בעולם הבא. What's the purpose of the מצוות? We know as a Jew, you're supposed to keep 613 מצוות, as a non-Jew, you're supposed to keep 7 מצוות, and you need to know them. Okay? So, when you do the מצוות, what's the purpose of the מצוות? The purpose of the מצוות, so you can have a merit to the olam haba, to the world to come. What is the world to come? Some place in the Talmud say, olamcha tereh b'chayecha. You should say the olam haba while you're alive. What is the olam haba? Next. Haba means next. Next world. Next levels. What does that mean? That you will need it for the next level. Sometimes in life, you grow spiritually while you are alive here. You don't have to die. Olam Abba can be both. Can be after a person die and he accomplish a lot of spiritual good thing that he or she did. And then in Olam Abba, he will need enough battery to make it there. Because in the upper world, you cannot create new battery. The battery feeling depends on what you're doing here. And you're getting battery feeling from doing good, from doing the mitzvot, One of them is the major one is the study Torah like we do now. And by preventing yourself from doing the bad, okay? Through that, you actually elevate yourself to the upper world and it's a battery. When you are there, you cannot do anything to fill up the battery. So you don't have a choice between good and bad. There is no free will in the upper world. Now, is this exists in your world too. Well, some people are unique that while they are alive, they're already living their olam haba. And the point is, where are they going to get power to continue? Abba means next. How do you get power from the next? Where do you, what do you gain it from? How do you gain the power of continuation? By doing the mitzvot. So the mitzvot, not a lot of people think mistakenly that I'm doing good, now I want my wife to talk nicer to me. I'm doing good, now the disease has to go away. I'm doing good, now I'm going to be rich. It doesn't work like that. You cannot bring the light of spirituality into take care of only physicality. If the physicality is part of your next world, then it's okay. Also, what the mitzvot does, it's also if you have persecutor and negative forces who are looking to hurt you, you also remove them by doing that. In the upper world and in this world, in the next world and this world, We all always have persecutor who disturbing us to do what we meant to be doing. Okay? Now, that's first of an of what means Bo El Paro. Bo El Paro. So how is that connect to Bo El Paro? Come to his levels. Start talk to his level. Meaning, when you talk to your evil inclination, which is called Pharaoh, come to a term with it, how to work together. What happened to those people who did good in this world? What happened to them in the next world to come? What happened to them? They become militstov. They become angels. What kind of angels? Those are the people that when something bad is supposed to happen to a human being, let's say somebody needs to get sick, somebody needs to lose his money, somebody has to go through a tough time, they are angels that's speaking good about that person and they save him so can you imagine not only 
you do good in this world, they make you in the upper world to be one of the charger to look for people in this world to find what's good about them. It's become your mission. That's why when a person just finds what's bad about people, that person is dangerous. He's dangerous to himself. I know a person who just see what's bad. And that person cannot see the good. Not in himself and not in others. That is punishment. When you start to find what's good about others, then things start to change in your life. So ask, the Zohar ask a question. If God knows everything, why does he need a person or an angel to speak good about a person? Good question, right? Why do we need it? Because even that God see good and bad and make all the decisions, why do we need the angel? Because you're not supposed to investigate it. Why is it like this? But you're supposed to know what's going on, said the Zohar. What, what does that mean? It means the universe operates in a perfect way, but God is allowing the system to roll out, how it's roll. It gives us a chance to behave better, because if you know that your father loves you no matter what you're going to do, you're going to do it. You're not going to be afraid of the punishment. If you know that stealing is bad, but you're never going to be punished, you continue to steal. So God created that midat adin, the attribute of judgment, so you're going to get scared, and you will stop yourself from doing the negative thing while you're doing it. Now, everything we say so far, how is that connect to Bo El Paro? Come to Pharaoh. When you change, where do you begin? Where do you begin? Reducing the ego? No. It's going to give you ego, reducing the ego. You go into the mitzvot. You count what mitzvot. If you are non-Jewish, you have seven mitzvot to keep. You have to see that you're keeping them. Not steal, not kill, no adultery. You've got to look into those mitzvot. Learn those mitzvot. And that's the way you get yourself going. I know that there are some people who are spiritual and guru and blah, 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 come up with their own idea of transformation and change. You can't. You can't. God created the good side, God created the bad side to create equal war so we can choose between good and bad so we have a chance to grow. So the bad side doesn't have a cure. You cannot just say, today I'm eating only 1,000 calories and I'm spiritual. No, today you're eating 1,000 calories and you're going to lose weight. That's it. Say two. Nothing more than that. But if you say, what is the mitzvot that God commanded me to do, so through that, I can control the evil inclination. Now we're talking. There is a language. There is a manual to your good side. There is a manual to the bad side. You need to know how to work with that. You cannot just come up with an idea what to do. I know there is a lot of stupid people out there that come up with their own stupid idea, what's right, what's wrong. There is no, no nothing like that. So whoever tell you what's good and what's right on, on their own, they come up with their own idea who know what control their brain. Maybe the dark side control the brain so they can influence you to become also part of the dark lord. You understand how bad it is? Really bad. You cannot come up with that idea. You know? I don't know nothing about vaccine. I don't know nothing about medical and how it works. I mean, I know what I read. So I have to trust the doctors because I don't know. When it's come to mitzvot or how to behave and all this, you can come to me and I will tell you what to do. But you got to do the right thing. What does that mean? 
boil paro, you have an evil inclination inside of you. And if you don't, that means you're already dead. You have evil inclination. That evil inclination is like paro. All of us want to kill it, right? You want to kill your addiction. You can kill your addiction. You're born an addict. You have to transform the addiction. You're born jealous. You have to transform the jealousy. You're born angry. You have to transform the anger. You can never, ever, ever kill negativity. So what it mean? It means you take the worst part of yourself and make sure that worst part of yourself making the greatest thing. What is the worst part of yourself? Anger? Okay. Everybody has anger. Has anger ever become um, rage? Let's say if you have a rage issue, which is something that doctors have to see you, or pills, or, or, or meditation. you got to work on that. Because rage is dangerous. In the Talmud, say, idol worshiping. So, rage. How can rage be transformed? Rage, energy, is equal to passion. Can you work with passion on what you do? Or you're just cold when you do mitzvot? If you don't do your mitzvot, if you don't do your spiritual stuff with passion, let's say you take a book and you study. Have rage, energy, while you study. Not rage as you know, the screaming and yelling. Rage is passion like screaming while you read the book. If you don't have it, then there is a problem. Then your pharaoh become alive. Then the anger will become alive. Then the rage will become alive. Let's say jealousy. Jealousy, what is jealousy? Jealousy, you're tempting to have what the other person has. It's beautiful. That's when you see the details. You see everything you have, and you want to become like them. Don't wish for them to become less. Wish for you to become like them. Now you start to compete with somebody who's good, and you're climbing up. Beautiful. That's called inspiration. Good. What else? Addiction. Addiction means love. What is it? Addict issue. They love the wrong thing, but they have love. It's called chetchel chesed. You love. You love that so much. You love the wrong thing. You love. Whatever, uh, there is a woman who look at beautiful men as they're walking on the street. She's addicted to look at beautiful men. There is a woman, a man who is addicted to look at beautiful women. That addiction, can you find the same beauty within the Torah? Can you find the same beauty within the spirituality? If you equal it or make spirituality even more, that's no longer is a sin because you use your eyes for the beautiful of spirituality. That's the purpose of Bo El Paro. Come to Pharaoh. Come and turn to your issues. Go to your issue and look at them. What issue you have? Why you hate yourself so bad for your rage? Why you hate yourself so bad for your jealousy? Why you hate yourself so bad for the addiction? Why you hate yourself? That was given to you. You think God is kind of went in Cancun and by mistake the factory make that soul with the issue? No, that issue is exactly where your gift is. But the question, test yourself. If you're suffering from rage, are you passionately jumping as you scream and yell when you have rage? Are you scream and yell to talk about the Torah? Okay? You have, you have uh, uh, the Kotzke Rebbe who was angry and rage and a lot of things like that, but the way he was teaching. He was screaming and yelling the Torah, which means if it will be a camera today, okay? Camera today in Ilula is supposed to happen soon in Aquarius. When you are, uh, uh, what he was teaching, it was also with passion and, 
screaming like you, he had rage. So he can't cheat. You have to be you. We all have issues. But do you use the same thing that uh, uh, subscribe to the issue, same thing to subscribe to holiness? This is a very important and, 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 and chidush and a new thing uh, for us. Now, say the Zohar, why do we need mezuzah on the door? Or why, when Israelite about to leave Egypt, they had to take blood and put it on the uh, doorway? Why do you need it? Why, God doesn't know who is living in? If God want to kill the bad and make sure the good ones stay, you know, same thing. It's saying the Ari, it's saying the Zohar, that whenever there is reshut la bashchit la ashchit, whenever the mashchit, mashchit means the damager, there is an angel that only comes to do damage, it brings plagues with it. So when the plague and the damage is coming out, okay, they're not mafchinim ben tov le ben ra. They're not busy sifting between good and bad. They kill everything. So the Israelite had to put the shape of the letter A. A. The doorway has three columns. So they put one on the top, one on the side, and a little bit on the left. So you have the letter A. And the letter A represents Malchut or Bina, which is showing the angel, this is not the area where you should do it. Also, why they use blood? They could use blue color. They could use different things because the blood was unique. The blood is Dinim. Dinim means judgment. Dam is judgment. So it's a judgment. Where was the blood coming from? It was mixed. It was blood that came from the Se. Remember that they were taking Se. They were taking a, a, a baby lamb, a baby a goat, not goat, a baby sheep into their house. Okay? Every family had to have one. And they're slaughtering it. Slaughtering. When did they took it? In 10 days of Aries. That's when they took it home. And the slaughtery has to be on Passover. Normally the tradition is that you eat lamb on Passover. Especially my grandfather used to eat only the right front leg. Uh, don't go there. I mean, you can order it now until you get it. Maybe you're going to get it right. Uh, in Israel, it's easier. You go to a neighborhood called Pardaskatz. There's a guy named Bechor. Pay extra money. He will keep it for you. You know? Benembrak has it too. Uh, Jerusalem, if you pay extra money, very hard to get it. But if you get it, you get it right. And that's the front right leg. It's called Bezoan and Tuya. I'm not going to go into all the details. But then the slaughter of the animal, there is the blood. And they also had to do uh, circumcision. So the blood coming from circumcision, mixed with that blood, put it at the Totemashkov. That means it's as if somebody died in the house. And that's why the Bashrit was passing by. So there is a language how to deal with the dark side. There is a language how to deal with everything. You know, when you do vaccine, basically you do use a needle. So there is a little blood come out, okay? That thing is Akazadam. Akazadam. It's almost like the blood that came. No coincidence this week, all the United States is open for doing it. You know? So going back. So why do we need all of that thing at the door? The same thing like I said before. Exactly the same. You need as much as everything is written and God knows everything. You've got to create a system of good and bad. So the human being here in this lower world of the world of action can choose between good and bad. If everything will be good, you don't have a chance to choose. Everything will be bad, you also don't get a chance to choose. 
but when you mix good and bad together, you get a chance to grow from that with your choices. The Zohar asked in verse 125, why this whole thing happened at night? Why all these things happen at night? It's a good question, right? Why is things happening at night? It's all getting out of Egypt. And come on, the baby are tired. They didn't sleep well. Maybe they're teething now and they have problem breastfeeding. There's a lot of issues. Why night? Why at night? Because night represents judgment. I don't know. Night represents judgment. That's why there is no light. Why do you think God couldn't make it happen? There is sun on this side and a small sun on the other end? You think you're not going to sleep? You never sleep during the day? What does night mean? Those of you who study deep Kabbalah, night meaning that there is no order chasadim, no light of mercy, only light of wisdom. Light of wisdom means judgment. So, balayla, balayla, at night, they're getting out of Egypt. What it means they're getting out of Egypt? This is the time of Balchudes band of Dinim. Everything has to be at night, okay? Because the black magic that the Egyptians used, they didn't use it something that we see today, people using all kind of stupid thing. You find in Colombia, in Brazil, in Venezuela, in Russia. It's a nice little black magic, but it's a joke. And then the people who do with the eggs on your head and it's become dark. I'm talking about black magic in a level that it starts from above, in the level of the angel. That's how far the black magic go. To break this grip that the dark lord have over the Israelite, you have to go to a higher level. So that's why everything has to be done with the right time, with the right moment, in the sign of Aries. What is the sign of Aries? Lamb. Did you ever thought about it? Baby lamb. What were they slaughtering? Baby lamb. Because what was the god of Egypt? Baby lamb. What do you like to eat? Baby lamb. Think, I mean, just listen to yourself. And read more. It's all there. So they all get rid of the grip of their God. Okay? So they, as Rabbi Shimon Baruchai said, can get out of Egypt. But not get out of the grip of Egypt that happened on a daily basis. All the grip of negativity that holding. That's why we celebrate Pesach with so much joy and happiness. That's a big deal to celebrate Pesach in Israel. Why? Because when you celebrate it, you are, have to experience that all you issue you ever had, you cannot get out of it. There's no chance. And in Pesach, you have to feel as if there's a force taking you out of misery and eliminate that misery away from our life. It's tremendous. In verse 121. After the three plagues, which represent Bina, Uchman, Keter, it's time to get out of Egypt. Before they're getting out of Egypt, there is a mitzvah, the first mitzvah. What will be the first mitzvah God is teaching the Israelites? Weird mitzvah. You want to know what it is? Rosh Chodesh. <laughs> the first mitzvah, Rosh Chodesh, to bless the beginning of the moon with what we call Rosh Chodesh, head of the month. That seems like a big deal. If you are Jewish and Israeli, eh, well, people know about Rosh Chodesh, but uh, it's not like an in thing. 
פאסובר איז פיימס, שבועות איז פיימס, ראש השנה איז פיימס. ראש חודש. רבי נפתלי מרופשיס, ראש חודש בלשון התחדשות, renew yourself, you cannot stay, if you marry to an Aries or Gemini, you're lucky. Because they are like Itchatshut. Whoever has strong Aries in their chart or strong Gemini, they always want Mitchadesh. I'm lucky to have Moon and Gemini. My son is lucky to have Rising Aries. My wife, she says she's Gemini. I think she is. Okay, there is Itchatshut. My friend Michael and Mark are Gemini. Itchatshut, all the time Itchatshuyot. Renew, 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 renew. They be that Israel. I call it all the time, but in a new way. Say Rabbi Naftali Birovchitz, you want to know what Israelites are? They are the same thing, they do the same thing over and over. Same Shabbat. We are here in the time of the COVID, same Shabbat. My family, eating together for one year. Same people, round table, five people, playing around. It's the same. How can you make it, renew it? How can you make it excitement again? Come up with game, come up with something. You want to know if you belong to the Israelites? You want to know if your soul belongs to the Israelite? Come up with a new idea in the same idea. Can you do that? That's called Itchatshut. So that's what means Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh meaning every month you pray differently. Once a month you have to pray totally different. You have to put Alel. You have to do Amotzi, Beikl, Musaf. Tremendous. Why? To remind you, this is the beginning of the month, what new you're going to do. What is the new thing you're going to add into your life? This is The first mitzvah, the first precept that God teaches the Israelite. Say, so you want to stop being slave? Slave do the same thing over and over again. Kings and queen looking for new things all the time. Every person has it differently. Some people like move furniture in the house. That's a new thing. It's okay. Some people like new recipe. Same chicken, but different. Spice it a little better. Spice it up. Okay? Every person is different. Some people is Dvar Torah. I like to give different lectures about the same subject again and again. I love to read different aspects of the same words. My favorite, one of my favorite holidays is Pesach. Yes, I do love Pesach. One of my favorite holidays. Why I love about it? I feel that there is a lot of area I cannot change. I refuse to change or I can't. I run out of power and God take me for my hair, whatever left of it, and he hold me. And he pulled me from another direction and helped me. That's how we should see life. You cannot say, I change. God helped me change or God make me change. We don't change, guys. Don't, don't use this word. It's wrong. I change. I become better. Chutzpah, what an ego trip. You know, I don't like people who said, I have less ego. Or people say, I change. I can't change. I know about you. I cannot. But I'm asking, help. I'm trying. I'm pushing the rock. It's not moving. But I say, God, can you be my partner pushing the rock? And all of a sudden, we're pushing it together. Where we learn it from? Perkavot. Perkavot. Lo alecha melacha ligmo. Velo ata ben chorim li pater mimena. Not up to you to finish what you started, but you're also not free not to start it at all. I love that verse so much from Perkavot. What the sages teach us. 
Now, I want to go a little bit to other books with your permission. And if it's too many subjects, I'm sorry. And I'm going to finish early so it will be easier for you to, to, to grasp it. Before the Israelites left Egypt, they didn't have extra clothing. They didn't have extra money. They were slaves. Not easy. So God said to Moses, I'm begging you, not begging you, I'm asking you, I'm commending you, say God to Moses, to speak nice to the Israelites. Why did he tell him to speak nice now? What is the story? And it's Kushia coming from Masechet Barachot, from the Talmud in Barachot. And the Talmud said, Mi oberim lo lech kach, kesef, veze lo yarutz li kach. The Talmud asked a question. If somebody tell you, hey, across the street, there is somebody who give one million dollars, would you not run and just go and get it? Why do you need to talk to the people, go get money from the Egyptian and dishes and everything like this? Because the mitzvah was that God commanded them, Moses, that everybody will go to every house in Egypt and receive. And it's a, I think that I'm going to use what Rabbi Yaakov Hajiz said. Hajaj or Hajiz. There is a Rabbi Yaakov Hajiz, Zichonon Varcha. He explained it like this. And the Ben Ishra explained it here. Sheashilu ashirim shel Israel anim shel Israel. So before you, bo- you take money and dishes from the Egyptian, first make sure the rich people among the Israelites will give money to the poor people. Okay? And to make sure that the poor people dress nice. And then they can go to the Egyptian to ask. So they will look like rich. You don't want them to go and ask like the Egyptian helping them. Because then it's idol worshipping again. They have to come across like big deal. A lesson for us, when you ask a favor from someone, you need to remember, you cannot ask a favor because you need it. You can ask a favor because it's good for them to give. If you can work on that, I'm not only promise you to be happy, I promise you to be rich. And challenge me on this, please. If you ask because you're helping them to give, it's unbelievable. It's endless amount of receiving. Because if the Egyptians see them dressed not nice, they will not give them the expensive tab because they're going to say they are poor. They don't need less than just this small thing. And we're going to give it to the rich. Because remember, they didn't say we're taking it, we say we borrow it. And God's mission is also the poor to receive. So for that reason, God said to Moses, make sure that the rich among the Israelites will give to the poor. So all these things that God asked Moses is to make sure that the rich will take care of the poor before they go into the Egyptian house. Ben is raising a question, why would the rich do it? If the rich do it, it will be less expensive stuff that the Egyptian will give them. Because the Egyptian will only give to rich people. So it's actually a good deal for the rich. They should not give to the poor. So what is that mean, Daber Nabor Zdeam? When Moses used to bring comment from God, it always was tough and direct. So here, God is saying to Moses, I'm asking you to use the word na. Be nice. Be nice to the rich people among the poor. 
among the Israelites. So they will be nice enough. They're not going to benefit right now, but they will be nice enough to dress them nice so they can also receive jewelry and everything like that. And the idea of now to speak nice was based on the idea that Moses will not go tough on them and will force them that they have to do it. It will not sound like a command. It will sound more like, please, if you can please do it as a favor. So the rich people will get benefit because they do it not because they have to, they do it because they choose to. Lesson for us, so many lessons. How do you talk to people when you help them to change? If you talk to them tough and they do it, they don't get benefit. But if you talk to them nice and they choose to do it, they get benefit. Second thing is, I'm talking now to all the people who have money above million dollars. You have to feel the pain of the people who don't have that kind of money. It doesn't mean that you have to feel bad and guilty, but it means that how can we make them rich too? It's not enough to give them food and a few shekels or dollar or yen. You have to find a way how you can help them to make money on their own. So that's the one thing I want to share. I know I'm going to let you go in a second. I know it's already been 40 minutes, but I want to give a few more minutes. Going back to the subject of the blood that they put on the, on, on the doors, okay, on the entrance. What is that blood? Let's find another explanation. Remember, it's all about studying the same thing with a new explanation. So there are no Melech going to the Gemara in Chulin. The Gemara in Chulin, the Talmud in Chulin said, when you lose blood, it's almost like you elevate blood, which means you did sacrifice. When Rali said, Rabbi Elimelech, when a person is willing to sacrifice himself for the creator, meaning for the people to save people, it is if you sacrifice at the time of the holy temple. So how is, what does that mean? When they put the blood on the entrance to the house, the word mezuzot, the two sides of the door called mezuzot. Mezuzot means two. Okay? Mezuzah is being one, mezuzot is two. The two sides of the door called mezuzot. Mezuzah is one side of the door. It's not the name of the cloth or the skull that you put. That's a name. But the, the side of the door called mezuzah in Hebrew, two of them mezuzot. Mezuzot is the same letter as Zaz Bavet, removal of death. That's why every person, wherever they sleep, and the entrance to the house, at least two Mezuzot, at least the minimum is two Mezuzot. One in the front of the house, and one in where you sleep. Okay? You have to put Mezuzot. You have to invest real Mezuzot, not just any. You have to be scroll order it from Debbie. It's not that expensive, guys. At that night when the fruit blood is like I teach you on the door, they have to eat the meat. Remember the lamb that they took to the house? They're not allowed to cook it, to make soup with it. They only can barbecue it. They never said, why barbecue it? And they have to eat that meat at night, very late at night. Why at night? Night, I told you, it's judgment. Why burn it? She but it at the name. When you're burning the meat, 
you have to think. And those of you who cook for Passover yourself, the Zoa or something like this, when you cook it, barbecue it. Don't cook it. Don't put liquid on it. My grandfather, Alav Shalom, used to have in his oven open oral Passover. It's amazing. He used to put the lamb, the liver, reot, you know, different things, barbecue. Nothing on it, by the way. No water, no sauce, no honey, no nothing. And this is patsli esh. Then you take it out, and then you can add whatever you want. But it's like, if you really want to do it perfect, it's but you have to know the meditation. The meditation is that you are burning the galut, you are burning the exile that you are in. Tzli, because tzli, in the language of Arabic or Aramic, tzli means tefillah. For the word isalli. Isalli means to pray. When you pray humbly, okay, humbly, then everything is going up. Don't eat the meat rare and don't eat it boiled in water. Okay? What does that mean? Meaning you're burning it in fire, not burning it, cooking it in fire. Okay? You're burning it in fire, you're burning all your negativity in fire, and you have to eat it at night, and you're not supposed to leave any food till the morning. What do you mean till the morning? When you work on yourself spiritually, say, no, I'm you have to work on yourself like there is no morning, like non-stop. So what do we learn from that? That the idea of the blood was your own blood. After all, it was from your breed, from your circumcision, and from the se, and from the lamb. When you put it at the door, you remove death. How you remove death is how much self-sacrifice you do it for humanity. The blessing that I'm experiencing for myself, for my wife, my family, and for my people around me is beyond my understanding. There is no way that I put any effort to make this happen. Whatever happened to us has nothing to do with our effort. Nothing. We put one point effort and we're getting under more. Is it scary? Sometimes we are scared, to be honest, because we know we need to give more. We know that. We got to give more. But the lesson is here. What is Rabbi Elimelech telling us here? When you think like that, that what can I do to humanity as self-sacrifice, my ego, self-sacrifice, my independency, self-sacrifice, my privacy, so humanity will do better, then it's, this is as if you put the blood on the door. Meaning your house say about you, there's no death. You know why there is no death? Because what is death? What is death? That is an end. What does end mean? End of good and end of bad. You cannot, no longer can be selfish, but you can no longer do good. So if a person was bad, it's a chance actually, it's a good thing, because he stopped the bad. So the death is removed. And if a person is good, that means he's finished his mission. That means he's going to the upper world. So we want to remove that debt from our door. How? By sharing, by caring, by giving charity, by helping others. And those of you who don't know if you give enough or not, call Debbie, call me. We will tell you it's a simple formula to check it. Between 10 to 20% is your tithing, and above that, that's your charity. What you give the charity for also counts. I want to wish you a great week. We're all going to get out of Egypt. We're all going to be okay. And hopefully I see you pass over in Israel. Thank you.